Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And it's a brand new week, another week. I'm glad you joined us this week. And Michelle, I know, boy, there's a lot of excitement going on out mm-hmm. there politically and uh, economically and just, uh, you know, all kinds of different things. We, <laughs> I tell you, you got all this stuff going on with... Uh, politics it's become yeah. quite a road show hasn't it uh that that's a nice way to put it michael yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a road show yeah i think a little uh, pt barnum when i think oh, of that type man, of road I'm, show yeah <laughs> it has just been crazy and folks you know if, if if you're just new to the wealth and health show we've been airing for quite some time now and heard on a variety of stations across the country as well as a lot of listeners michelle it's amazing online mm-hmm. as we podcast these segments as well on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcast app is on your phone. A lot of people are tuning in that way at their own time, whenever it's comfortable and convenient for them. But, you know, each and every week, folks, what we try and do in the focus and the strive really is to have folks on that can share ideas and thoughts to add value to your life from C-level execs to different entrepreneurs to doctors and people in the holistic and health field. And today I'm excited. A little bit later on in the show, we have Mm -hmm. uh, Mireille Alleman, and she is a PhD and also in charge of a research lab for breast cancer research. You're not going to want to miss that. Talking about a lot of great things there, Michelle. And I know today there's a lot of things, obviously, as always, each and every week. The goal is to kind of give you a precise, uh, in-depth overview Mm -hmm. of what's going on financially, Michelle, right? And then also to give folks the opportunity to kind of say, how can I get a game plan in my life? How can I make sure that I know exactly what's happening? How can I know where we are, if fees or all these different things that wrap around our finances, everything you've worked your entire life for, how can you protect it, grow it, tax plan it, legacy, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the goal each and every week is to share thoughts and ideas wrapped around that as well as living well and and living Mm -hmm. healthy. So it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it. Michelle, thank you so much for being our co-host each and every week. I have fun with you being on as well. It's my pleasure to be on and you are exactly right, Michael. We, you hit the nail on the head right there. And so let me go ahead and give everyone this phone number, jot it down because you are going to want to know more about the tools and strategies. We're discussing what that means, how you will be able to protect what you have earned 866-943-2351. That is the phone number to call. It's 866-943-2351. We're at leanonthewall.com. Go ahead, log on. That's our website. Check it out. You'll be able to hear more in-depth interviews and really delve a little deeper into what we're discussing here on the show. And we have got a show that is chock full for you today. Uh, Not only do we have Mireille Alleman on, we're going to talk about reverse dollar cost averaging. What is that? How do you deal with that? And really try to gear up to avoid another 2008 because a lot of folks are watching the markets, Michael, and Mm. they're looking and they're thinking, 
you know, this seems a little deja vu-ish. I feel like I may have been here before. Now, the president of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve, Neil Kashari, generated some buzz recently because he was comparing our readiness today for another crisis like 2008. And he says, you know, it's almost like that nuclear meltdown they had at the Fukushima Daiichi plant in Japan a little bit ago. And you think about the Fukushima disaster. You know, I read a report on the disaster where they criticized the designers saying they should have seen the tsunami coming because in the, la- in the prior thousand years, there had been evidence of a tsunami that large. Now, I'm not saying that we can protect against a thousand-year flood, but I do think we can protect against a 50-year flood or a hundred-year flood, right? We had the Great Depression. We now had the Great Recession. Those are two events in a hundred years. Shouldn't we have a system strong enough to withstand a shock like that? So, Michael, mm. even if Wall Street isn't ready, is there a way we can build protection into our investment portfolios in the event of another big market shock like Neil Kashkari was talking about? Well, you know, Michelle, there is. You know, what's interesting when you take a look at what he's saying is all the different indicators, you know, and, and that he didn't get into the details, but all the different indicators, whether it be the high yield market, the credit market, you know, I just did a video a little while back on credit markets and what we're seeing not only domestically, but internationally and what's happening out there. You know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, all the things that are happening, there's a lot of precursors that are pre 2008 triggers that we're seeing happen right now. A lot of different things going on in the financial world. It's amazing to me, Michelle, that when, you know, you meet with people, when you meet with folks, a lot of times they are just more comfortable with the head in the sand philosophy because mm-hmm. that's what they're comfortable with, you know? Right. And, I, and, and so, yeah, there are ways to protect yourself. The key is, like I always say, is don't make any knee-jerk reactions. However, getting a second opinion, looking at what you're doing is always uh, a good approach. Now, I'm not suggesting we're right for everybody that exists out there by saying that, just so you know. I'm just saying it's important to really understand what's happening in your portfolio. You know, we've sat down with different people and they've said, as we've talked through some things, you know, they don't really know how their fee structure works. So they don't really know, you know, what would happen to their portfolio, God forbid the market turns over. So that's a question, folks, you need to be thinking about. Listen, will the markets repeat 08? We don't know that. There are a lot of indicators. Uh, technically, there's a lot of analysis out there. Again, on that on that video that I just did talking about credit, mm-hmm. there are several indicators there that are basically precursing and saying that if things continue as is, and a lot of times the high yield market as well is a market that will precede a market downturn. In other words, it's kind of an indicator in a lot of ways, similar to what happened in 07. And we're seeing that market to be really in a lot of ways the same as it was prior. So I don't necessarily know that I would feel that the the jump back up with the with the S and P and the Dow being where they are at the levels are today, we've seen a drop, we've seen a little bit of a comeback, but we're still in a situation where we are still in Michelle a reversal of trend. So I think it's important for people to really analyze and say, okay, maybe they were in the market, maybe they weren't in the market. We obviously, with our actively traded account, we're not in the market. We've been in cash since the end of October, just a lot of volatility. And we, fi- we figure, you know what, if we're not sure about where the market's going direction wise, and we know that there's a high level and a high potential that it could go down significant, we're going to go to the sidelines and we're mm-hmm. going to be safe because that's what we're here for at the end of the day is to make sure we're ultimately number one. I, again, you know, being in a situation where we're not smarter than we think we are, nobody knows the future direction. We can all do analysis and guess. Mm-hmm. But we don't know for sure. So we want to make sure that we take steps to wrap plans around the portfolio to do that. 
that makes perfect sense. And really looking at those steps, figuring out what it is that we need to do. Because, again, you want to go on the offensive. You don't want to go ahead and mm. wait till something happens and then have to That's react. Right. You want to be proactive. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, absolutely. You know, if you go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, you know, your body is responding to the medication. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Right. If he says uh, your body is reacting to this medication, <laughs> right. that's a bad thing. You know, you don't want to react to it. So that's why that question of, of, you know, what should happen for everybody that's listening out there. You need to know the answer to this. Listen, I know there's a bunch of financial shows and a bunch of different things out there, whether it be on the radio or on TV or all over the place. And it's hard sometimes to navigate through the noise. Mm -hmm. Where should I go? What should I do? I hear this over here. I hear that over there. Things sound the same. But the key is if you're not sure, doing nothing is not going to be the answer. Right. You know, you got to take some steps. You got to do some things. And, And certainly, Michelle, with what we're seeing with markets and the way things are, it's scary times. It's scary times. And there are approaches, off market approaches. We talk about this a lot of times each and every week, but different off market approaches. We've done a lot of research in relation and wrapped around the Yale and Harvard endowment models where these investments have done really, really well for a long time, regardless of markets, because they're in the non-traded space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's other investments that are that are in what we call the hybrid space. Uh, and, and, and those are such that, you know, have no risk at all. And then taking risk, you know, that's okay, but do it in a calculated manner. Right. And have an idea of what it looks like Uh, when you dip your toe into the water, when you're in the water, and what that looks like. When is your exit? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times, Michelle, people take a look at buying a stock, right? And Mm -hmm. they think, well, the reason I'm buying a stock is I want to make money. Right. I mean, really, why do we buy stocks? Well, we buy them to sell them because you don't make money until you sell. right? I mean, just like when you... uh, you, you had all those uh, fancy shoes and you said, oh, these mm-hmm. all look good, but I don't need them anymore. So I'm going to sell some of them. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. The purses, all of that stuff. You, you, you've seen it. You've got your use from it. And now it's yeah. time to let it go because somebody else may use it. But a lot of times, Michael, I think people get emotionally tied to these stocks, but that's not what they're there for. They're not there for you to fall in love with them. They're there for you to sell them. Right. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And and so you have to have a plan around what that looks like. And I know we're going to talk a little later in the show, one of the chapters in our book, which is reverse dollar cost averaging. That was, we're very blessed to have that one be a bestseller on Amazon and just uh, done a great job. And, And the goal is to keep it simple, but to talk about some of these ideas and philosophies that just a lot of people aren't hearing. You know, I had a conversation, Michelle, a little bit earlier uh, with with a person, I won't mention the name, but they mm-hmm. were talking about how they were investing with someone at a big house. Mm-hmm. And there was some frustration because they didn't know what their fees were right. on their portfolio or how that all worked out. And when they asked questions, they were just kind of getting a general answer. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why we talk about your portfolio, folks, as, as though you were a business. It's mm-hmm. You're the CEO of that company. And if the CEO of the company... Uh, as the CEO of the company, rather, I should say, you know, you're in a situation where it is your responsibility to make sure that company is running smoothly. Very important. Very important. Let me go ahead and give you the phone number so you can get in touch with Michael and the entire team at Wall Financial. It is 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. We're on the web leanonthewall.com. When you log on, go ahead, scroll down, check out the Living Well Retirement Review. See if you qualify. Click on that, leanonthewall.com. I want you to stay tuned. 
Coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, we're going to talk about reverse dollar cost averaging. And later on in the show, we're going to have a very special interview with Mireille Alleman. That's all on the way next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. It's what I got. I said, remember that. Love is what I got. There's an old saying, a goal without a plan is nothing more than a wish. If one of your goals is a comfortable retirement, it's going to take more than just wishing to make it happen. Fortunately, Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group can help. They specialize in helping families protect and grow their wealth. And they can customize a strategy to help you achieve the kind of retirement you deserve. Instead of just wishing, why not take the first step towards actually making something happen? Call 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866-943-2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. My name is Michelle Wright. That right there is the king, Elvis <laughs> Presley. It was back in 1956. So that is 60 years ago that wow. music history was made when Elvis Aaron Presley entered the music charts for the very first time with Heartbreak Hotel. Now, mm. here's some fun facts about the song Nashville guitar legend Chet Atkins played on it, and it went on to become Elvis's first number one hit. So we don't want any... I did any, not know that. Yeah, see, fun facts here huh. on the Wealth like and Health Show facts. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. That's cool. Well, here's the thing, because we don't want our portfolios to become a heartbreak hotel. Right. And so... <laughs> but we do want it to become a number one hit. Exactly. Yeah. And there you go. So we're going to take that from Elvis. And I wanted to talk a little bit about reverse dollar cost averaging, mm. Michael, because a lot of times people hear about, you know, as they're working towards retirement. They're doing right. some dollar cost averaging and that's the accumulation phase and we're working to get to retirement. But then when we hit that retirement red zone, we've mm. got to start really shifting our mind. And that's right. when we kind of need to put that dollar cost averaging in reverse. And you talk about this in your book, Retire Once, Retire Well. But I want to, to really talk about that and help people understand a little bit really what is reverse dollar cost averaging. Well, it's a good question, Michelle, because it's really powerful. And unfortunately, it's something that we're, I see on a regular basis. You know, when you ask people about that, uh, they say reverse dollar cost that. What is that? You know, and of course, they may not know. But then when you explain the concept, they still haven't really heard of it before. I mean, they're in a situation where they understand it, but they haven't heard of it before. And that, that causes me to realize that there is a big uh, gap or a big void, if you will, in, in the financial industry. And um, that becomes a problem. So reverse dollar cost averaging, folks, if you're out there and you're hearing this, obviously you heard, you've heard of or are probably familiar with dollar cost averaging, right? It's simply mm -hmm. the idea of uh, putting money into a particular investment each month or each week or 
you know, for a consistent period of time. So, Michelle, on a simple example to make sure that we're all on the same page, let's say somebody wanted to go out and they wanted to buy, they just loved Apple, right? Right. I'm not suggesting you go out and buy Apple, right. by the way, but <laughs> let's say they just love Apple. I don't mean the Apple a day keeps a doctor away. I'm talking about the technology, right? <laughs> so, right, right. So you go, you go out there and somebody, by the way, took a bite out of that technology logo somewhere at some point in time. Anyways, mm-hmm. right? There's a bite out of it. A bite out of crime or something like that. <laughs> All that to be said. So so they go out and they want to buy the Apple stock. And they, they say, I love this company. I love what they're about. I want to buy this stock. And so they put money in every month on a repeated basis. And now what happens is, is that Apple stock, the price of the stock, the company you're investing in, is going to go up and it's going to go down. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. I mean, that's just the nature of the, the, the game. Hopefully it goes up over time. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. But it's going to go up and down in the process. Well, when you invest money on a repeated basis, you are averaging out your cost. So if you bought the stock today at $10, it's not $10, but just as an example, right. if you bought it today at $10, you bought it tomorrow at $12, you bought it again the next day at $11, you bought it again the next day at, say, $8, mm-hmm. you're in a process and in a place where you're averaging out your cost. And that works actually to your favor while you are working. And Michelle, a lot of times people that are working, they just, they don't even think about it, but just on a repetitive basis, on a monthly basis, they're adding money into retirement, whether it be a 401k or a 403b or a profit sharing or deferred comp or some type of uh, state or government or local retirement plan. And they're putting money aside uh, for that future, whatever it looks like down the road when they, when they actually do retire. Gotcha. What happens though, Michelle, when they retire, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So now they're in a place where maybe someone owns a business. We have a lot of clients that maybe have sold a business or they're professionals and they retire and they got to roll over a 401k, you know, and they, they just say, hey, you know, I've worked all these years. The company that I'm working for, the company that I own does not have a pension. And now I got to turn a big lump sum of money and use that for my future. So how do we do that? Well, now what happens when they roll that account and they turn it into uh, retirement they're taking income often from the money. Now, mm-hmm. you, some of our clients don't take income. Some do. But let's just assume for a minute you take income. Well, now when you take income, you're actually doing the reverse of what you were doing while you were working, right? Right. Instead of putting money in, you're taking money out. Right. And now when you take money out, that has a, has a different effect on your portfolio. So I try and help people to explain it this way because, Michelle, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's just use a million dollars as a number. Okay. It's real easy. Right. Folks, you can put whatever your portfolio values in there. If it might be less, might be much more, and that's okay. But a million dollars, and let's just assume you were in a place where you were investing like you were before, where you're just kind of what I call the, the old Ron Papil approach, the set it and forget it. <laughs> yes. You remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Sitting there in your PJs watching the toaster oven, turn it on, set it and forget it. Set it's it ready for- to go, baby. Exactly. Right? And then you have a full turkey dinner in like 30 minutes. <laughs> it is done, right? So, But unfortunately, Michelle, a lot of people with their portfolios, that's what they're doing. Right. They're setting it and forgetting it. They're saying, hey, you know, I'm with this guy or I'm with this girl and they're an advisor or whatever. They're in this industry. Hopefully they're watching it and paying it attention, you know, and they go up when the market goes up and they go down when the market goes down. And by the way, folks, I always love to ask this question. Mm -hmm. If you make money when the market goes up and you lose money when the market goes down and you're paying a fee when the market goes up and you're paying a fee when the market goes down, what are you paying your fee for? Right. Kind of a good question, I think. You got to ask, right? So now you're retired. Mm -hmm. You're taking money out, Michelle. 
and you're in a place where the market's going up, market's going down. We talked about that million dollars. Let's just assume you were in a place where you said, okay, you know what? I'm going to take 5% a year from my portfolio. 5% of a million is obviously 50 grand. Right. So you've decided you're going to take 50000 a year from the portfolio. You might have other income. You might be a consultant. You might do other things, rentals, real estate, whatever. But at the end of the day, fifty grand from that million, as an example. But now you're doing the same investment structure. Your portfolio is going up. Your portfolio is going down. Well, let's think back to 08. Michelle, mm-hmm. a lot of people in 08 lost 30 40% of their portfolio mm-hmm. with the same old approach. Right. And now if they're taking 5% a year out, if that million loses 30%, the new number is now what? 700,000, isn't it? Exactly. And 5% of 700,000 is not 50,000. Right. So what happens, Michelle, is folks are in a place where they have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. They have to either change their lifestyle because their portfolio lost a bunch of money. Right. Or they have to take more than 5%. And anytime you take more than 5% out of a portfolio and you run the math on it, you're going to be in a situation where you have a higher probability of running out of money in retirement. Right, because you're taking more from less. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you have to hope that the portfolio grows back to where it was. So this is something that actually works against you in retirement. Putting money in every every month worked for you while you were preparing for retirement, but the structures and strategies are different when you're retired. And this is huge, Michelle, because we see it all the time. Nobody's aware of this. And by the way, that is why when we talk about creating your monies and separating it and segregating it in such a way that each piece is designed maybe one for legacy, mm-hmm. one for income, one for calculated growth. One for protection, you know, one for, you know, depending on what you want to do, charities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But taking a look at your your portfolio as a business, Mm -hmm. realizing that like with each business, there are different departments, different divisions. You know, the marketing division of a business is not designed to do the same thing that the accounting department is. Correct. I mean, they're two, different, they're two yeah. different divisions designed to do two different things. And by the way, if your accounting department is trying to be the marketing department, you could be in trouble, right? You're not, <laughs> very, very much so. And vice versa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So different departments, different divisions of the company. Same way with our portfolio. When we look at it appropriately as though it's a company, as it's a business, we want to make sure that we're minimizing our cost which is fees. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we're mitigating and minimizing risk. We want to make sure that we have each piece designed and in the right type of investment structure to meet the needs for that particular division. A lot of people, Michelle, this is a new concept because they're used to just to set it and forget it. You know, just, hey, put it all out there, a little bit of the stocks, a little bit of bonds, we'll let it all go, change the percentage. Totally different cops concept to think about different divisions. But this is what we found has worked really well for people in helping them over 15 years almost in the financial field. And it, it makes a lot of sense in my eyes. Right. When you step back and you think about it, it does make a lot of sense. But I think there are so many people, very few people have retired before. And so mm-hmm. when you hit retirement, it's mm-hmm. really the first mm-hmm. time you're entering into that. And so you're referring to what you have been doing and, and what you know right. instead of, oh, I may have to change what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking, and really go find somebody who specializes 
in setting people up for retirement, protecting what you've earned because you've earned it now and now it's set, but you want to go ahead and protect it. It's just like once you hit a certain age, you got to switch doctors. You're no longer going to a pediatrician because they don't specialize in adult issues. You got to go ahead and do that. And it's the same, I would imagine, with your retirement funding. Well, it is, Michelle. And that's why specifically, you know, we have three different companies. But specifically, we, we kind of work with or we have a targeted approach where we work specifically with three different types of clientele, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for people to know this. Yeah. And this is helpful uh, because you have to figure, okay, where are you focused and what is your focus in? And we're in a situation where we really have three divisions. The one division is, you know, we call it the everyday client, which mm-hmm. is about 500000 in a portfolio size and up. And then we have a division for private wealth clients, mm-hmm. and that is $5 million and up. And then we have a professional athletes division where we work with uh, uh, athletes and their agents to discuss the needs that they have. So we have three different divisions mm-hmm. designed specifically. You know, somebody coming in with 500000 or a million or $2 million, they're in a situation where their needs or desires are probably a little different than somebody right. with $5 million, $10, $20, 30000000 million, right? Plus. Mm-hmm. So when you take a look at that, same way with the athletes. So when you take a look at that, we've defined those divisions because it helps us very specifically dial in to what their needs are. And I think the neat thing is we kind of got into it backwards, meaning we worked primarily with people who are retired or what I call in the financial red zone. Uh-huh. That's like 10 years out from retirement. Right. Where you need to really start to prepare and change the way you think. Mm-hmm. in retirement. And that's kind of where we focus. And and the reason is, is because it helps our businesses run effectively and efficiently. Same thing people need to be doing with their portfolios is getting that efficiency so they can do ultimately what they want to do, get all the juice out of that orange, right? Exactly. So let me go ahead and give the phone number so folks can call you so they can go ahead and get all the juice out of that orange, squeeze that <laughs> fresh glass of orange juice. Ooh, so refreshing. Like fresh orange exactly. Juice. <laughs> 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. Always head to the web, leanonthewall.com. When you get there, click to check out the Living Well Retirement Review. See if you qualify. That's at leanonthewall.com. Now stay tuned. We'll have more of the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall on the way next. You'll hear from Mireille Alleman. She is a PhD candidate at Palm Beach Atlantic University. And we're going to be talking about advances in breast cancer and mentoring and how that all ties in to really advancing your portfolio. Tune in next. Hey, folks, Michael Wall here. I want to take a moment away from the show to tell you about an organization that I believe is making a real difference in the world. Big Dog Ranch Rescue in Wellington is the largest no-kill animal rescue in the entire Southeast. Over the years, they've done an incredible job of rescuing thousands of unwanted dogs and puppies and then successfully placing those animals into loving homes. And I can tell you, that the adoptees who give the gift of life to these dogs see their own lives enriched in return. If you're looking for a worthwhile organization to support, I hope you'll consider Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And check them out at bdrr.org. That's bdrr.org. 
Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. My name is Michelle Wright. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy weekend schedule to join us here. We really appreciate it. Let me give you the phone number so you can reach Michael and the team. It's 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. On the web, we're at leanonthewall.com. We have got a very special guest in studio today. We've been talking about it, and I'm glad that we have Mireille Alleman. She is a PhD at Palm Beach Atlantic University and in charge of the research lab there. And Mireille, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with breast cancer, what your research is, and natural remedies to breast cancer or just cancers in general. I think a lot of people still think, hey, this is the old treatment that's going on. And, you know, you're going to go the chemo and the chemo is just killing all cells. But yeah. what you're saying is uh, there's some new ways, but it's really the marriage between the both that's most effective. Well, and that is my opinion. You know, I, I always put myself in a situation where I'm thinking, what if this was me? What would I do? Mm-hmm. Especially with all the knowledge that I have. And my point has always been and my advice to, you know, friends and families that are undergoing treatment right now is, Yes, there is new things. And yes, there are what you would call more natural approaches. But do not discard the old for the new. Listen, if it were me... I would seek whatever is available right now. I would consult with an oncologist. I will take those treatments, even though I know that they could damage my good cells as well. As far as I'm concerned, I want that sucker out of my body (laughs) and I will use whatever means I can. I will supplement. I will research. I will look at options, but I will not throw away what has been shown in the past to still be effective, at least to a point. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to remember that there's a lot of information and you know there's a lot of hopeful information that really shouldn't be circulating Mm -hmm. either even about natural product Mm -hmm. even about organic things you know you look on the internet and often somebody will tell you about oh this plant it's going to cure everything in the common cold Mm -hmm. right well I, i would be very leery of just you know, eating that broccoli, although I love broccoli, or <laughs> eating whatever the case may be, because, you know, it, it's always really um, surprising to me when one thing is going to cure everything. Yeah. And that's not the way it is. Well, it's you're right. And it, it's, it's the old idea of uh, one size fits all, right. right? And that's just not the case. No. So it's, it's even like, you know, Michelle, when we sit down with people and, and help them with their portfolio, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a tailored fit. Right. You know, what's right for John may not be right for Sally, may not be right for Susie, may right. not be right for whoever. So... I hear what you're saying there, Mary, and that's really important. What What do you think is the, um, you know, in the industry in general, some newer trends? Is there is there one or two particular types of research or things that you're really seeing that, that is kind of really taking off or getting a lot of momentum, getting a lot of funding? Right. Well, a lot of things that we're seeing that's really marrying technology with medicine and advancement and treatment is this idea of personalized medicine. Mm. That is one of the hottest things right now that is progressing, being funded. I mean, you see it even in the tweets of the NIH director. You, 
you see it everywhere, this idea of personalized medicine, which hopefully will also transition us from treatment to prevention. And and that's the same idea that you're applying Mm. the financial field. Mm. Not, you know, not every client Mm -hmm. is going to need the same financial advisement. Not every client is at the same point in their life. And it's exactly the same thing with medicine and treatment. Not every patient even with the same disease, is going Mm. to present the same way and is going to have the same uh, kind of, if you will, genetic makeup. Mm -hmm. And because we're targeting genes now rather than everything and anything in the body, this idea of personalized medicine is certainly becoming uh, much more widespread. I mean, you have apps now that help you take your blood pressures. Mm -hmm. You have apps that help you with monitoring your vitals. And, And all of that goes together with integrating uh, this personalized medicine and with, with people taking much higher stocks in their own health. Yeah, you know, Michelle, one of the things that I think of when she says about that connecting technology, but not throwing out the old, right? you know, I, I think of um, Mireille, you know, obviously everybody still uses a, a phone, right? right. Mm-hmm. But we don't use it the way we used to use it. Right. We don't pick it up and, you know, hit the nine and ding, 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 ding. The rotary phone doesn't exist anymore, at least in antiques, you know, so we still use the wave or the ability to communicate the same way we just use a different tool right. and and so i think that's kind of what you're saying is Absolutely. marrying the new with the old is that Absolutely. right yeah michelle what are you seeing um as as you connect with people i know obviously you've been in radio and mm-hmm. kind of done a lot of report and you know really research over the years in the field and things what have you seen that's become important or that's that's something that me ray can add value to in your process you know what's interesting and, and i appreciate that is really reaching out and kind of bringing in the younger generation and Mm. and how that works because uh, we joke a lot, you know, at work of just how kids today don't know about X. Like, Mm -hmm. they have no clue what a rotary phone is, let alone, you know, like (laughs) how you would use it. There was a video that I saw where they put um, a bunch of teenagers in a room with a push-button phone and they were just kind of stunned. And so with that, Mireille, I also know that you're really working to kind of bring children and and Mm -hmm. teens and kids who may not know about this or really get into more of the science and technology aspect of of treatment. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell us about that. So one of the things that I'm really um, passionate about is education and especially reaching out to inner city children. Um, We do have a lot of children who right now, you know, can barely make it to school because their parents doesn't don't have the mean to drive them Mm -hmm. or their parents are not involved in their life. So their parents are working three jobs and simply can't be there in the morning to wake them up. And those are children that have great potentials, but we need to really invest ourselves in their lives. And so I've been really involved with uh, some children in inner cities that are underrepresented. Actually, one of the things that really sparked my interest, especially lately in one of the grants that I'm uh, writing, a proposal I'm writing, has to do with collaborating through mentorship. Mm. Um, I am in interested in working with businessmen and women, with executives, with trade people, and I want to bring them in the schools. I'm trying to develop a curriculum with an elementary that feeds into a middle school, that feeds into a high school to have the continuum. And we're actually hoping to set a pilot that can be duplicated mm. and exported to a lot of different areas whereby we are getting mentors in the schools, people that have real trade 
real life experience. There's people that will tell their kids, listen, you're learning about adding in math. I'm going to tell you something. It's extremely important because I'm a financial advisor mm -hmm. and you need to be able to do that without reaching out to, to a calculator. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need to do it on the go to show your market and to show your audience that you're educated enough to add and that you're going to be watching their monies and their numbers. Mm -hmm. And so I want to bring those sort of real experiences to children. I want them to meet executives. I want them to hear their stories. I want them to see that a lot of people that have been successful in their fields may have started in a house that has holes mm -hmm. and with a roof that's mm -hmm. leaking. They need to see the importance of what they're studying right away and they need to be given that hope that they can do the same. To see how it connects and, and all, all the dots come together. And it's Absolutely. so true because, you know, when you take a look at a lot of people, you know, Michelle, we were talking a little off air, uh, Mireille and I, and the idea that, you know, I've been in the game for about 15 years. We've been very blessed in a lot of ways in helping people manage their wealth. But, you know, it's the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of, I love the quote that says, unspectacular preparation precedes <laughs> spectacular performance, right? Oh, sure. And it's the off the field stuff that a lot of people just don't see. And so the idea of getting, uh, Mireille, the, the, the next generation, we'll call it, you know, right. involved, excited, inspired, mm -hmm. you know, desiring to learn. I mean, the reason America, I really believe, became one of the best uh, countries in the world in a lot of ways is because of just the free format of just learning and desiring to learn, having to figure it out, right? Right, right. Well, and Michael, the thing is that, you know, a lot of times we've equated uh, access to affluence mm -hmm. and those kids will never have access mm -hmm. in those neighborhoods because they do not have affluence. And, you know, not everybody is college material. Right, no doubt. What do we do with those kids? We yeah. can still show them how successful they can mm -hmm. be in a trade. Right. They can still meet the business owners that did not go to college mm -hmm. and that were successful. And that is not promoting not going to college, no, yeah. but that is thinking of those children. And we need to be able to provide access when there is no affluence because frankly, those that have affluence have access. Yep. And we need to kind of flip that upside down. And there's a lot of, you know, Michelle, I know we've talked about it. I mean, I mean, look at Br Richard Branson and, and the list goes on and on. There's a lot of people that never graduated from college, let right. alone high school. Right. That are wildly successful. And, uh, you know, so that's important. Well, Mireille, we just have about a minute left. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you want to share in a kind of confined space to the listeners that you feel is really important, maybe for them to kind of prepare in advance uh, or to be kind of eyes wide open about? And one last note, is there any way that they can find out more information about you and where right. do they go to find that out? Sure. Well, one of the things I think that's that's really on my mind right now is is this advance of technology and um, don't just move on without reflecting on the past. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of trades even are being eradicated because of the advance of technology. And we want to make sure that while we advance with our times, we continue focusing on the next generation and we continue wanting to make sure that they have a future. Um, and for more information, you can always uh, go to uh, Palm Beach Atlantic University website at pba.edu. And if you uh, just do a search for my name, you can find me there. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining Thank us today. Thank you very much. This has been super educational. And again, if you want to get in touch with Mireille, find out more about what she is doing, whether it's in the cancer research area 
or the mentoring area, you can hit pba.edu or you can always give Michael a call because he can get in touch with her. Let me give you that phone number. It's 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351 or go ahead and go to leanonthewall.com. For a complete interview with me, Ray, head to leanonthewall.com. Hear it all right there. I want you to stay tuned. We'll have more of the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall coming up next. It used to be that you worked hard, saved as much as you could, and then retired with whatever you ended up with. But now life is a lot more complicated. You have to plan your retirement, not only to keep what you've earned, but also to keep your portfolio growing throughout your retirement years. And that's why you need to talk with Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group. They specialize in helping families protect and grow their wealth. They do that with a variety of strategies, including advanced tax and estate planning. Give them a call at 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866-943-2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome to the Hotel California. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. My name is Michelle Wright. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy weekend schedule to join us here. We appreciate that. Right there, that is the Eagles in Hotel California. You know, they released that single back in 1977. We've been hearing that on our radios for 39 years, Wow! believe it or not. Jeez. But it does not sound like it is 39 years old. I'll tell you that much. No, no. It's, it, isn't that amazing how fast time goes when oh. you hear things? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I can't even believe it. It's, it's like a blink of an eye, but the music still sounds so fresh. Like mm. you can hear it and think, oh man, that sounds like it was just released like five years ago instead of 39 years ago. You, you know what, you know, what's interesting, Michelle, to me is some of the music of the past, mm-hmm. you know, 70s, 80s, well, you know, 80s, we the big hair days. You know, right, right. <laughs> the cra- crazy times, one glove, you know, all these things. But, yeah. so, you know, a lot of music in the past, and it seems, it seems like a lot of the music that becomes a little bit more timeless is music that was actually performed with instruments. Correct. Not technology. Correct. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, it's just, I, there's just something about that. There's more passion. There's more, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it just, I, I think that's, you know, more of a hands-on approach, I guess, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know it's a financial show, but I can get on a roll about oh, musicians yeah. and really what music was and why it, it just doesn't sound, everybody to me sounds the same these days. Everybody sounds like either Beyonce or Britney Spears on the women's side or Justin Bieber on the men's side. I don't know who's singing what. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. I mean, you know, it's something where, you know, you got a computer and you got a little you can download a couple apps and you can make music. And, you know, there's really no you see that in every field, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in a situation where you have, you know, some people are really committed to their craft and and some people are just, you know, trying to throw a hit out there here and there. and, and, And that's it. And. You know, I think it shows uh, uh, long term when you really see what's happening 
as time moves along, for sure. Absolutely. And speaking of music and musicianship, I recently got the chance to see Bruce Springsteen for my very first time. Wow. Seeing uh, the boss out there. And again, just looking at the musicianship, he mm. is, you know, in his 60s. And a lot of times people would think, okay, well, I'm in my 60s. It's now time to retire. But it's almost, you know, he still is at his peak. Sounds amazing. But, you know, he's one of those one of those folks who wants to work a little bit longer because yeah. he enjoys what he's doing. Well, but, it's his passion. Right. You know, and, and you know, we were we were connecting there the other week uh, with uh, Vince Gill and Amy Grant at their Correct. house and did an interview. And, you know, one of the things that Vince talked about and, it, it, you know, is really the idea, the fact that, you know, he's, you know, right around that 60 age, too. Mm-hmm. And he feels that he plays better now than he ever has. Right. And, you know, so I, I think that's important is, is really just in life finding your passion. You know, Michelle, just transitioning a little bit to uh-huh. the financial stuff. Yeah. I know you got some things you want to cover, but one of the things that hit my mind when we were talking about that is people in life, you know, folks that are listening to this out there, how much, how many things have you missed out on? How many passions that you really have, have you missed out on in your life to really add value to other people or do things that you really felt called to? I'm a big believer of Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. You know, and I, be- mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe we're all called to specific things, specific purposes. And I think to myself, how many people have missed out on passions and purposes of their life because they've been overly worried about what's happening financially? Right. You know, am I going to be able to do it? I'm not sure. I don't know because they don't really have a plan. And, you know, it's not about just, hey, go back to the plan, back to the plan, back to finance. But it's, it's about saying, what, do, what are we missing out on? Because we're not getting the advice and doing the things we need to do. That's where my passion lies, Mm -hmm. is to say, listen, let's not be overly worried about the nonsense of markets. Let's create a plan that works so you can live out your passion. Right. I mean, that's that's what it's there for. Exactly. And really thinking about that and and leading into that, people a lot of times want to be able to live out their passion. And they want to do it when they hit maybe their retirement years, maybe what they're doing currently isn't their passion, but they'd like to kind of jump into to something else. And they're looking to, I don't know, set a retirement date. Michael, what do you advise people in that scenario, especially if they're looking at the markets right now and they're thinking, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if this is the year to do that. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we've seen that, you know, the boomers, you know, might be postponing retirements and stuff like that because mm-hmm. of because of watching the stocks, you know. Right. But, you know, what's what's actually happened is is nearly about 403,000, a little over 400,000 workers and their spouses uh, got their first Social Security checks this January. Yeah. So, you know, when you take a look at that, you're really in a situation where um, a lot of people are still moving into retirement. Three point million workers and spouses qualified for the benefit, you know, and in, in the last 12 months. And it's up three point three percent from the previous year. So when you take a look at that data, when you take a look at that research, then, you know, we're realizing that people are still moving into retirement. They're still doing it. They're saying, you know, we've worked all these years. We're just going to go for it. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's important to analyze that a little bit, Michelle, because what happens is if you're in a place where you say, okay, you know, it's the idea of the blind leading the blind, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're in a situation where you're saying, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. I've worked all these years. I deserve to retire. I want to retire. I get that. You know, there's an element of kind of saying, I want to go do what I really want to do now, as you mentioned. But you got to make sure that if you're going to go for it, you can't rely on the same structure and strategy that you've had during your working years to help you get there. I mean, it's okay to jump off a cliff, but heck, you better make sure that that parachute is there. (laughs) You know, it's packed well. (laughs) You know, that when you pull the cord, it's going to come out. 
you know, you can't just hope that it's going to be okay. You better make sure that it's going to be okay. Hope is not a strategy, right? We know that, and that's that's really key. So we're seeing people move into that that stage, but not necessarily moving into that stage and being in a place where they're changing their strategy. And mm-hmm. that's where the big, you know, disconnect is. Right. And so a lot of it is coming up with a plan in order to do that because again you just don't want to hope that it works and it's interesting sticking with the musician feel recently rapper Kanye West tweeted hmm. that he was 53 million dollars in debt if you were remembering Kanye that is Kanye and you know he is married currently to Kim Kardashian and they have uh, two little ones but money magazine says that being in debt makes him a typical American. How is that possible? I can't imagine $53 million in debt, but really, how is that even possible when we're talking about that? Well, you know, Michelle, I mean, here's the problem is, you know, people get used to certain things, Mm -hmm. certain lifestyles. They get used to certain things in general, types of food, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so here's Kanye. and He's in a situation where he's in a lifestyle. He feels Mm -hmm. untouchable. He feels like, you know what, I can do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it, spend as much money as I want. Hey, it's going to keep coming in, just like with the pro athletes that we work with. You know, right. it's important. I mean, listen, the average length of career in the NFL and the Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball and, in, you know, golf and all these other professions is not forever. Correct. So you got to, while the money is coming in, you better get a plan around it. You better pay attention. You better get your bucket out and catch that and manage it well and get the right advice around it because it may not come in forever. Mm-hmm. Same way with those out th- that are that are not musical world or, you know, in sports. Maybe they're professionals. Maybe they're employed. Maybe they're a doctor. Maybe they're, you know, PhD like uh, the, the previous guest, me, Ray, that we had on. Maybe they own a company. Well, there's no guarantee that that money's going to come in forever. So what we have to do is we have to make sure that we really think about, okay, what type of plan should we have around what we're doing? Plans can be boring. Right. Right. You know, I mean, they, let's be honest. They're boring, Right. I mean, people would much rather have the freedom and like to have the freedom to say, I can do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it at any time for any reason. But the people that are successful, Michelle, are the people that step back Mm -hmm. and continue to reevaluate what they're doing. You know, it's just like it's just like if you're driving down the road Mm -hmm. and you're 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 on a road trip. Right. And if you're using Google now. And obviously, we know if you Google something, everything on Google is true, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Getting, but I mean, if you're using if you're using GPS and you're going there, and and now with a lot of the new uh, GPS, you're you're in a place where you're driving down the road, and if there's a big accident in mm-hmm. front, a lot of times, what will they do? They'll reroute you. They reroute you because it's constantly looking for what's happening current, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, people in their people in their life realize that, you know what, if I'm eating a bunch of pizza and I eat it three times a day, and I I love pizza, by the way, especially New York style, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, if you eat pizza three meals a day, seven days a week, you're going to at some point in time have to reroute your eating habits because you're going to, you know, health-wise be in a problem. Correct. If you're driving down the road and there's a big wreck in front of you, you might have to reroute your structure. We reroute ourselves a lot of times in life. In a variety of different things. We reroute the clothing styles as trends change. We mm-hmm. reroute our eating habits. We reroute our, you know, all kinds of different things just as, as society and things change. Unfortunately, people don't reroute their finances and their goal structure. Right. Because they just get comfortable. And so it's important to say, it doesn't mean you have to do it each and every day. But listen, if what's work, if what you're doing now 
is causing you fear and anxiety, it's probably not what's where you need to be because it's not matched up with with really what's going to get you to where you need to go. And same with Kanye. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in a situation where he just continued to blindly say, hey, the money's going to keep coming in. I'm going to keep spending. I'm going to do. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And now all of a sudden he's $53 million upside down. Yeah. And he's saying, ah, it wasn't my fault. Right. I need other people's help. It's like people losing a bunch of money in 08 and saying, well, you know, yeah, there were signs, there were signals and all that. But, hey, I lost a bunch of money. It's not my fault. Yes, it is. Right. You're the CEO of your portfolio. You got to wake up. We've been telling folks, Michelle, for weeks and weeks and months that, listen, you got to prepare. Is the market going to turn over like 08? We don't know for sure. There's a lot of signals that it can and may. But either way, we want to prepare so that way we're good, whether the market's up or down. That's the key. It is your fault. Take ownership. And when you do that, you will be in a situation that you're not going to be like Kanye and be $53 million upside down. You're going to be in a place where he should really, Michelle, be in a place, in my opinion, where the guy should be financially set. Mm-hmm. He should have no worries forever. Right. But instead, he continued to spend and spend and spend and lived way beyond his means. And that's why he's where he is. And there you go. So here's the tale. Don't be like Kanye. Give Michael and the team a call. (laughs) (laughs) Figure out your plan. 866-943-2351. That's the phone number to call. 866-943-2351. On the web, we're at leanonthewall.com. Michael, we're at the end of another wealth and health program. I know you want to say so long to everybody. Yeah, you know, folks, again, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you being here and with us. And, and uh, again, if you want to send a tweet out to us, at Lean on the Wall, we are here to serve and value you as the listener. That's our goal. We want to hear your feedback. That's why we've put so many of those educational videos on the site. You go to leanonthewall.com, a lot of education on there, a lot of things for you to learn. So we look forward to seeing some of you in the future here potentially. But until next week, here is to living well in retirement and in life. Have a great one. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. And to find out more about Michael and the entire team at Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. The information covered today is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice. It cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. You are encouraged to consult your tax attorney or advisor. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Riders may be available at an additional cost. Products and features may vary from state to state. For full details on how life insurance works, including fees, expenses, and costs, contact our office at 866-943-2351. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated.